by alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Will Kidd with the touch and the goal! It's a go-ahead goal! Minneapolis City! This is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. Brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. Attention Minneapolis and the world, what you are hearing is the sounds of soccer science. Welcome to the People's Pitch Podcast. It is the official podcast of Minneapolis City Soccer <laughs> Club. As always, I'm your host, Nate, and I'm joined by Eden Prairie's own Ponce de Leon, constantly on, John Bizworm. John, are you ready to drop science like Galileo dropped the orange? First off, before I answer your question, oh fish, or is that where we're at now? Yeah, the man. fish podcast. You gotta, you gotta get with what the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> Considering that the probably the average age of people who listen to this is probably like forty. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yes, uh, you never stop keeping me guessing when you when you do the intro, Nate. So first off, let's start, let's 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 move to that. Uh, but I do like dropping knowledge, um, science or other, yep. and I have a love for citrus f- fruit. So why don't we just get started? <laughs> All gonna work out. I would also have accepted a love for the Beastie Boys. A lot of those lyrics yeah. are from that. Yep, I I, I, I I picked that up. Good. But you know me. I don't give you the credit when you put all that work into it, but I, I know exactly where you're going. Usually the intro is just based on what's going on in the room at the same time that I'm starting to write it. <laughs> so that's me too or it's like <laughs> Wait, so it like when TV. i called you when i called you the guy from up i literally was like working from home that day and up was on and i was like huh, i'll give this a shot while i'm working yeah. and i'm like oh that guy you know looks like a old cartoon version of nate <laughs> <laughs> so we got lots of great stuff tonight uh, plenty of exciting and some potentially divisive news coming out of intergalactic headquarters this week of course we got some player signings uh we've got uh, what did I see on Twitter? Osseo MG. Augsburg is our home, but Osseo is going to be our extended stay America for see, 2018. I, I don't want to interrupt your mojo here, but I like the extended stay America because it's kind of like where like you get the token for like the, the little cup of wine that comes out of the dispenser at happy hour. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's like, a thing? I've, oh, oh my gosh. Never, never you ever stayed in no, one of those? No, oh, I've, always, I've always had a home. What? <laughs> Anyway, let's uh, get to it. Hey, I've always had a home. The show is beginning. <laughs> I'm not homeless. I just happened to stay there for a period for of time. Extended time. So my soccer life took me yeah. to weird places. Okay, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So there's big news this week on the signing front as City is rounding out its roster ahead of uh, our first friendly in April. John, what do we got? Yes, Nate, we have a few good ones for you. Ones that have carried with them some serious performance in their college careers. Uh, I believe people, unless you're, you're, you're a zombie or you can't read, um, or you're just not on the internet, uh, we've announced these two fellas all week. Um, so you, like I said, should know who they are. First off is uh, midfielder Shea Bottom from St. Thomas University. Shea comes to us off a fantastic senior season for the Tommies. One that saw him turn in nine goals and 15 assists en route to 
his second All-American honors being named uh, and also being named Division Three Player of the Year. Not shabby, right, Nate? No, that's pretty good. Um, so we'll get into a little bit what you think after I get done with uh, what I think here. So what Shea possesses outside of his size and his vision and his soccer ability, um, he's one of those midfielders that is always one step ahead of um, where he's going to go um, with the ball before he gets it. Very, I guess cerebral uh, would be a way mm. to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, he uh, he's also that guy who I think has – um, a next level like attribute that goes under the radar. He's always moving and it's by design. So it's not just like I have a constant motor. I'm like a Labrador retriever, always chasing the ball around. Mm-hmm. It's more of it's, it's calculated. So he wants the ball so badly that he will just move all over the place to find it. And if he doesn't get it, he moves to another place to get to, to find it. And if he doesn't get that, he moves to another place. So he's constantly, constantly moving around the field within you know, not he's not like going all like crazy, right? No, but he's but like he's fi- finding space he's, to he's to finding be the pockets outlet for a pass. Yep, he's yep. looking it, he's looking for spaces where he can, um, you know, get, right. the, get the interception, things like that. Right, and what he's doing while he, while he's trying to find the ball, and why I said it was calculated, is he's taking a view of all the landscape that he's covered. So he's he knows where people are or where they're going to be in the in this in the spaces he was at. And he's also then now having the ability to effortlessly create space for others because where he was now might be an option. So when if you look at the European game and even like the South American game, um, actually even Mexico plays like this now, like their midfielders never stop, like literally never stop. You look at like Pogba when he wants to play, (laughs) that's what he does. You look at like a guy like Zidane. Zidane could take over a game by doing like the littlest things, but always moving and like just creating havoc for the, the people who are trying to guard him in the midfield. Shea possesses that, and I think it's something that is like why. Um, I mean, his performance speaks for itself. But I think like at the next level, while he was getting looks, which and we'll get into that, is because not a lot of people can do that, or not a lot of people do that. We have a very lazy midfield uh, mindset in the United States, and that's yeah. not. Not, not, not a knock on anyone we, we currently have. We have a lot of midfielders that do the same thing, but he does it a little bit differently and affects a game by doing that. And and uh, it's cool. It's it's something that I really was like, from a midfielder to a midfielder, I was like, he he picked that up, I believe, like in between last year and this year from when he was, he was away last summer, which, again, we'll get into in a second here. But it's very rare, Nate. Um, so... Yeah, go ahead. Something you've been watching a lot of, uh, you've been watching, watching a lot of tape, or I know we went to a couple St. Thomas games over the fall. You and I went to that one St. Thomas McAllister game that unfortunately was like a hundred and twenty minute one nothing St. Thomas victory. Um, right. So I didn't stay for the whole thing. Didn't really get a chance to see him on display as 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 well, or as mm-hmm. you know as uh, as fla- you know to be as flashy as you're saying. But uh, it's an exciting. Well, it's not it's flash. Exciting. It's more of just uh, efficiency. Mm, okay. And it's something that like you could watch five, six of his games, and you could say like, well, he scored like four goals and had like eight assists in these games, and then, but you're like, yeah, he he, it was again maybe against lower competition, but what what got him there was these little things that you're not paying attention to. Yeah. Um. And like I talked to Jeremy, um, you know, the soccer Buddha about it, and he's like, he's like, just watch him off the ball, man. He's like, I I see him more than you do. And then I started watching more Tommy's games after that, and I was like, "Man, he's he he is right. Like this is, 
this is fantastic movement and it's something that you don't see often. And, um, so it's rare. It's really rare and it's awesome. So, um, last summer Shea played for DC United's U23 team. And I think this is where we're talking about like where maybe that started to kickstart a little bit. He had two, he had two fan or three fantastic years at uh, St. Thomas before this past season where he had like the best year that he's had. Um, I don't think statistically it was the best year. It might, might've been, but, um, the, the accolades came this year. Right. But I think that the starting playing with DC United, I don't know the the technical staff that he played under, but I can only imagine with Ben Olsen, who is the head coach, that he has he's a midfielder. He has like minded individuals there. That um, I mean, they drafted John Hark's kid, who's a center midfielder, like um, last year in the MLS draft. So I I think that they're they probably have a technical staff that really wants to have a heartbeat in the middle that's strong, and then mm-hmm. they'll build around it. So I can understand why they'd have a player like him in. Um, but he also had extended stays um, uh, on MLS trials with Minnesota United here at home, and then also the New York Red Bulls, which ultimately his efforts led to um, a decision he had to make. Um, accept and play in the USL for Red Bulls too, or come home. So be a professional soccer player or not. Yeah. And... This is where some of the inter- internet chatter kind of ticked me off when we announced him. Was like the it went negative to like, well, he should be playing elsewhere. He gave up, and that's not the case. He didn't give up um, because he and it wasn't he gave up because he couldn't make it. He he clearly made it. Um, he made a decision for his life. So he accepted a job, started a career, chose family and to be close to family and friends, and keep the game in his life. And we were that outlet for him to keep it in his life. So part of what we talked about when we create uh, Minneapolis City was development for players and a place, a high-level place to play for people who can still do it in the area. And he's falling into that category because, yes, he could – I mean, and maybe next year he could realize, you know what, I don't like being a 9-to-5 working stiff. I'm going to go back to trying to figure out soccer. And we are then just a springboard for him to continue his sharpening his skills while he's figuring that out. But he made a decision, and I, I don't want people to think that it was like, oh, he's just, you know, he's slumming it with Minneapolis City this year. It's not the case. He wanted to keep soccer as a game in his life. And I made that decision at one point in my life, too, and I totally get it, where it's like, soccer's a fucking game, people. Like, it, it doesn't pay very well <laughs> unless you're Ronaldo or Messi or, uh, I mean, even the best paid United States players or American players make shit for money. So, don't be down on a kid who decided to make a decision to be a sophomore engineer. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to make a lot of money doing that and probably do it if he's as competitive as he is and intense as he is in the soccer field when he's on the keyboards writing that code, uh, he's going to do very well for himself. So I, I got a little I got a little defensive about that because I talked to him about it and I get it. I, I, I understand what he went through. Um, and it's hard for people to wrap their heads around a decision like that. So I give him really tons of credit. And, um, you know, after giving things a try and, and he did succeed at it, he chose to do what was best for him. And that's hard. And I, I commend him for it. Also, glad to have him in the mix. Yeah, no kidding. So two two things I think first of all, uh, it, he's probably the most exciting signing of the off season. Well, the, um, the newest, freshest. Like we had Coleman last year, who was kind of like people were like, "Oh my god." So yep. I think this one he's, was like a different like. He's the big name, right? This is the yeah. big name for for fans of soccer in the, in the Twin Cities. Is you know you you would have heard or at least known that St. Thomas was this amazing force locally. Mm-hmm. Um, that he and, was the heartbeat of it for so many for so many years and um you know he's as close to he would he would i guess he was as close to a, a sure thing for for a local talent to move on to the next level 
as anything we've had around here for a while. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that, I mean, you, yeah, it's true. It's true. So I wonder if it's like if, if it was kind of an all or nothing situation, like like you said, like why bother taking a USL salary, which is probably less than what a teacher makes, and and hope to make it to the first team of the Red Bulls when you can just make your money, keep make your money at home, keep playing, and and try again, you know, next off season. Or kinda, not, or, or just or live your not. life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look how many fantastic players we have. Look at Martin Brown. Martin Brown made the same decision too. Mm-hmm. Like chasing that, chasing the pro dream around isn't for everybody. And you, you realize at some point, like, you know, I'm kind of content in my soccer ecosystem. Yeah. And he's damn good at it. So good. Well, that's ho- fair. Hope for, yeah. I think um, the, the uh, thing you mentioned, you brought it up is the, the Brian Coleman comparison, right? Like this is, mm-hmm. this is the exciting signing of the year. Um, you know, I, I don't want to make the mistake this year of, of geeking out too much over it. I think Shea could be awesome. He could be our impact player, or he could, um, you know, either not be that into it or not or not be able he's, to. He's you never know. In, as he's going to be into it. Okay. You never yeah. know. You never know as soon as like the competition starts, like what what people act like or what people are like on the NPSL uh, field, which is kind of crazy to to say. Right. It's a level kind of below where he was playing, but still. Um, you never know how, how it could affect people. You never know what it means or what it'll look like when he goes up against Duluth. So well, um, thing... I'm reserving my judgment until I see him, but it is a very, very exciting signing, and I think our fans should be pumped about it. I think so, too. I mean, the, the last thing I'll say, I'll say about it is, you know, like it's not a – we brought in a local soccer kind of legend to, like we did last year with Coleman, and it, it didn't work out for like personal things. Like he just his his life his life got in in his. In his <laughs> it's hard to get to... from Woodbury to Minneapolis for a five, for a six o'clock game. It's more of like it's hard to get there when you have a day job. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And your day job is soccer, and yeah. you know, like so, um, like that was a whole nother thing. And he yeah. and I have talked about it since then, and it's just like it just sucks that it didn't work out. But I don't want I don't want everyone to think like you were saying this is a marquee signing here. This is just an opportunity where we're like, it, it, it worked out for everybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not, it's, it's a, it's different. And it was, it was internet chatter because of, like you said, his profile here, but it's, yep. it's less about like, he's going to come here and win us the division and be the savior of the MPSL North. It's not like that. It's more of like, why is he not playing at the level we think he should play at? And I gave you those answers, but yeah. that, I think that's that's where the chatter came from. And it's like, oh damn, well, good for Minneapolis City for like being for for catching a guy like that who decided to come home. You know, like so I, I want to definitely temper the expectations. I don't want him to like have this like thing on his back. You know, right on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that is kind like, of a worry, right? Is this, this is this guy going to have the target on his back when he steps on the field? And is is he the guy that everyone's going to want to prove something against? We'll see. I mean, first off. He's got a he's got a he's got to fight for minutes. You know, yep. it's like so. The midfield it, is uh, midfield is crowded. It's it's crowded, but it's um it's crowded by design to keep people fresh. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that another day. But anyways, super happy to have him. Welcome to the murder, Mr. Shea Bottom. Word. Um. So that's not all we have, Nate. There's always two, <laughs> sometimes three. Uh, we announced yesterday that Carlton. University college, they yeah, college, college university. Carlton College standout striker Brandon McGarity also put pen to paper. You may remember Brandon 
when we talked to Tim Wills, when we had him on the podcast, we were going through his, all of his accolades. We were yeah. like, so apparently something named Brandon McGarity showed up and stole your thunder. Well, <laughs> he's, Brandon so, he's showing up again. He's he's back. He's stopping um, Timmy. Um, but they're just two different types of forwards, and we'll yeah. talk about that. Um, but anyways, um, uh, so, so before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about his college career. So um, he graduated in, I believe it was 2014. Um, he is second in career points at 99. Couldn't get that. Couldn't get that one more assist in there. Uh, to Timmy, actually, who has 114, I think. So, oh. um, but he's second in career um, points at at Carlton, first in career goals at 41, seventh in career uh, assists, first in shots attempted, and first in shots on goal. All of this was done in 68 games because he had an injury that it, that cut short a, a season that he was just on fire. So, um, I believe uh, Tim did it in like 80 games. So. Um, yeah, he, he, he did it in like a third. Um, so there's also more. So individual points leader at 52 uh, per season, goals with 19, shots attempted at 106. And then he also holds the record, uh, and, and, he, and he beat his own record with uh, shots on goal in a season at 52 and 43. So, he's so first and second. First and second, yeah. So that yeah. was the only one there. He was first and second. Um, all North region three times all Mayak a handful of times. I didn't even put it down here. You can figure out that he was, um, and an injury took away a first team all American spot for him, um, in a injury shortened season, but he was, it landed him on the second team with all the work he did before he got hurt. So Brandon clearly is a fantastic striker. Yeah. And he's a type that we were missing on the roster. Um, and that is not sliding anyone we had. And I'll get into that. We had like the typical holdup guy, forward who loves to ha- get the ball and pass and that's timmy mm-hmm. and then we had the beast of what could have been if he was with us the whole time brandon by who was hold up just phys- physical just all around awesome soccer player literally pay- playing in the mls right now if you don't know now you know um we had the athletic ability guy with a drive to like try to score all the time and miles stockman willis mm-hmm um, we didn't have the guy who just lives to finish, like the one that will will break down doors and windows and rip heads off and will just like throw everything at it to score a goal. Mm-hmm. And we just didn't have that. And it's not knocking any of the guys we had on our roster. They all did great things. Like, um, but Brandon is just one of those guys that you have. He has that thing you can't teach. Um, and it's it's the ability to just put the ball in the back of the net. And I said before that we we they, I mean they kind of must make that forward down in like the lab in Northfield at Carlton where it's like if he loses the ball he'll chase it, he'll chase you down eighty yards just to get it back out of spite. And I, and Timmy does that too. Like how many times have we seen like Timmy you know no one talked to him when he receives the ball um, with his back to goal and and then someone nicks it off of him because he didn't know what was happening behind him. Yeah. And he'll go get it back. And then it'll it'll jumpstart our attack again. Like that's the kind of hard worker that Brandon is also off the ball. And it's awesome to have the different mixture of forwards that we have, um, and to throw him into the mix. He also has incredible off the ball movement m- mixed with his. Um, he's he's a tall guy, so he and and he's got speed and a little bit of a bag of tricks. So it'll be tested in a very physical conference. Like yeah. I haven't seen. 
I've seen him play against our guys, and you know, like when you're getting kicked by AJ in practice because AJ's getting pissed off, <laughs> like it's very similar to what's going to happen at a, against like Duluth, right? Yeah, except and we you got to add can... another foot on top of AJ, and you've got the guy that's going to be coming after you from Duluth. Right. So, um, you know, you can never simulate the donkey, the donkey football. You can't. Um, yeah. <laughs> and not if you want to keep your, your players healthy. But like we always say, like. Can they can they match up the physicality of Duluth? Who knows? Um, I think he can. You know, I think he's gonna be the guy in our conference who people are gonna at the end of the at the end of the season. If he stays healthy, he's gonna be like, man, that guy. That guy had a good year, and uh, and he's had a good year every everywhere he's gone, and we're happy to have him in. And um, you know, I'm interested. Like I said, seeing like when he gets slapped in the face, does he slap back? And with just like kind of like a backhand, or does he slap back with like a brace and then like laughs his way off the field on the way home? Like fuck you for trying to trying to trying to chop me down. I'm gonna score two goals on you and we're gonna win this game. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what we got. Yeah. I mean, obviously, some's gonna some people are gonna say this is not as sexy of a signing as as that bottom. But if there's uh, if there's one thing I've learned in this league, it's that you know the really no, nothing you've done before matters once once the whistle blows. Like you said, you never know how you're going to react or how a player is going to react to to some to some real physical play from a team like Duluth or even like Twin Stars. Um, and our other Carlton product, uh, Tim, was quite impactful, has been quite impactful, and has scored some some key goals for this team, especially in the U.S. Open, Open Cup, Cup yep. right? He scored a big goal against Med City last year, too, yep. uh, at home. And he scored the goal against Duluth. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, yeah, you're right. He, he, I'm kind of excited what we could do with both of them. Like, I don't know how what the coaching staff's gonna do, but I'm stealing your thunder here, taking taking away no. your minutes. No, it's but, cool. Like... It's we keep talking. I mean, the, we we gave Shay a lot of minutes to talk about too. I think Brandon Brandon deserves a little bit of chatter. I think there's really no reason to think that that him with his resume and his proven scoring aptitude, he can't succeed in this league as well. Um, we are, like you said, we are looking for someone that's um, hungry for the goal, like like we see out of a Kyle Kyle Farrar. Or uh, he's he's a lot like Ferrar. Yeah, uh, he really like, the way he plays the game. Um, I I think he's he's faster, um, and maybe a little bit shorter than him, but like very similar type forward actually. Um, Two footed, you know, back to goal, but can quickly turn on you and beat you, and then you don't know what the hell's going on, and then can finish. <laughs> That's good. I mean, like you said, it's it, it it'll be interesting to see maybe what what a guy what these guys could do together, knowing that Tim is. Uh, Tim is just as likely to look to, uh, you know, to pass and to set someone up than he is as he is to to, to try himself. So mm-hmm. could be cool. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of possibilities. We got a lot of uh, a lot of horses in the stable again this year. Hopefully everything comes together. My favorite part was like so when we're putting the roster together. You know, I, I knew of him beforehand, and he was um, playing. I don't know. He was he was trying out for other teams. I, I don't know who they all were. I kind of didn't really care at that point. I just heard. Big game, James. Go, hey, Biz. Uh, McGarity's coming back this summer, and I was like, oh, really? I'm like, what? What's what are his plans? He's like, oh yeah, man. You just gotta give him a call. He's all in. <laughs> like, and then I was like, okay, well, I like to at least like see him play because I am. He's like, you don't need to. He showed up for like three Stegman's games last year and scored like twelve goals. Don't worry about <laughs> it. 
I'm like, okay, he's, thanks, he's thanks, in. James, thanks, James. Yeah, he's clearly in, right? Um, so, uh, so yeah, so uh, that was that was my introduction to him outside of you know watching his his highlight reel online, which I would encourage folks to do. His first ever game at Carlton as a freshman, he scored a hat trick in the first like eight minutes of the game. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then like did it again a week later. You know the coach had to be just shitting his pants like unbelievable. I struck gold. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then it happens like eight days later. Yep. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, uh just search him on the internet. It's like the first thing comes up. Brandon McGarity. Yep. So welcome to the murder, Brandon. Whoop. So on to segment three. Yeah. Um the big news of this week. Other than the fact that I've made it through another week with a newborn, oh. is uh, a major announcement. City has found its home for the 2018 season, while Augsburg's Edor Nelson the Nelly is under construction, and it is Carl Ton Field at Osseo High School. It's Here's not some deets. You want to be loved by anyone. <laughs> I'm dancing like Carlton right now. Uh, I thought you were just dropping some Ton Jones. Yeah. No, it's because that's, <laughs> that's Carlton's song. Did, did it, did, I know, did but it. it's who sings it? Tom Jones. Tom Jones, yeah. Yeah, so Ton Jones. Never gotcha. Mind. All right. We're, we're turning into just a bunch of fucking idiots right now. So, anyways, details. <laughs> yeah, what's up with Carlton Field? Well, we'll start with an interesting coincidence. Carlton Field is named after not only someone close to us, it is... Kevin Hoof's great-grandfather. What? So, the stars align, man, that we are playing in the house that Kevin Hoof's great-grandfather built. That's crazy. Right. How, right. How, like, does that, what, how does that work? <laughs> well, so you might be saying right now, get the fuck out of here. Well, I will not. Carl Tan is his mother's grandfather and was the head of the Osseo school board and the chairman of the school board uh, for like tons of years. And they named the field after <laughs> him for his years. contributions um, when he retired. But that, that's not all. Word is that the Tan family was one of the first settlers in Maple Grove slash Osseo area in the 1800s. So it comes from a long line of Tans. Mm. The Ton Dynasty, if you will, um, in in Osseo. Um, and so Kevin's grandparents and both his parents are Osseo Orioles. So, like, this, it, it writes itself, man. That is, that, uh, uh, it's, it's the homeland. It's the it's the Hoof homeland up there. Well, not the Hoof homeland. It's the Ton, Ton, the Ton Dynasty. Ton, the so it's, Ton it's Dynasty. his mom's, mom's side, yeah. Only his mom's so, side. Yeah, you got Ton, I guess, in, uh, in Osseo. <laughs> we got to change then, it up. And then in Maple Grove, you got Hoof, but in Osseo, you got Tond, I think is how it goes. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But also, it's a bird. I mean, hello, the crows, <laughs> the Orioles. I mean, yep. have you ever seen an Oriole and a crow in the room at the same time? I don't think so. No. Maybe that's it, a coincidence. Are you- so, anyways, uh, Osseo High School is located up near the intersection of Highway 169 and 610 near Maple Grove and Brooklyn Park. It is a turf field, which is nice for us. Yes. Um, it has... It, um, it has plenty of room on the field. It has, um, you know, like with the Nellies a little bit narrow. Uh, we're, we're looking a little bit wider. Um, plenty of home and away seating and lots of free parking. And the main thing, Nate, is that after so many dead ends that we ran into, and we'll talk about that. I know mm-hmm. you got a bunch of tasty questions I haven't seen yet. I can't <laughs> wait for that. I'm sure Sarah and... Dan are cringing somewhere and not wondering why <laughs> um, I have to answer questions I've never heard. So they wanted us, 
they'll treat us great. It's already been awesome uh, in the gap year we have. It's it's going to be a good home for us. Some people might not think so. We'll get into that in a little bit. But it, I, I think we're happy to be there. And, you know, it's it's kind of untapping a whole nother um, market for us. And with Fusion Soccer Club being in, like, the Plymouth area, um, we're going to get a lot of the suburban families that didn't make the trip to the Nelly last year where we'll be losing maybe some of the city the city folk that mm-hmm. who could easily get to our game. So I think it's a good exposure to us and knowing that what our plans are long term. That's good. That's good. Um, One more thing. Oh. Almost forgot. Almost forgot. What? Blocks away from many different types of food and bars. And if you go on Twitter, you'll see that people are like, this. That, there's this place, and then there's that place. As well as, Nate, the, uh, the Osseo Gun Club and Pro Shop. So you'll probably need to hit that after the game because that kind of shenanigans is a no-no. At the, and I think I'm going to call it the Carl. The Carl. So we're playing at the Carl this year. Unless we can come up with a better idea. But... No guns at the Carl, folks. You I mean, hit the gun club up after. That's cool. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, Johnny. You, you kind of touched on it. Uh, I think there are some some members, some fans who have a little bit of trepidation. I have some issues. Uh, and I admire well, – while, while I admire the support of a lot of the membership that I've seen on Twitter, like you said, there are people who are excited to go to a game that's a little closer to their house. I'm, I think I'm not the only one experiencing this trepidation. I know I saw – you know, even like M- MJ Matsui has, has chimed in. There are a few other other people who have um, accepted the 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 efforts of the team, but still like, uh, I'm I've got some worries. My mind is open. Like I want to be excited for this, but my instincts say that we need to maybe read the room, you and I, and, and that like it <laughs> is an, an it is like a take that's like it is what it is isn't going to get people feeling better about this and that you know Mm -hmm. as the propaganda arm of minneapolis city maybe we need to dive into this a bit partly as some personal therapy but partly you know for the audience that might be wondering um just how this is going to work out this season so maybe we can go over a few things that will help people like me feel better about this announcement and this choice nate the luxurious luxurious press box is that that's see that's what so, I wanted. I can't wait to see the press box. Is what yeah. You can't bribe me with with, with yeah. amenities, John. Um, <laughs> so, so as we're looking for a field, like what were some of the criteria that the team used in searching for a field? I mean, one that would have us legal to be to <laughs> a be, legal soccer yeah. field. Well, we have requirements, right? Yeah. So we could play every home game and like pack this the uh, the hill at McMurray, you know, and 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 it would be awesome you know you'd have thousands of people coming to those games mm-hmm. um but we have to have locker rooms we have to have you know bathrooms but you'd be surprised folks how many places are like you know you can uh, you can rent from us but you can't bring in porter potties and we won't open the bathrooms for you and you're like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> then, then no thanks so uh yeah that, that was uh, my awesome. question is like are there costs associated sounds like some people would, would let us rent but that's mm-hmm. not probably very cost effective huh well, and then it's like you can rent, but none of the dates that you've already you've already locked in for your schedule will work. But you can have like Sunday mornings, and you can have Thursday nights at eleven. And you're like, why? Oh, it's because there's boys' high school lacrosse practice. And you're like, well, okay, like, <laughs> you know, you, so um, it's just like you kind of read it, my mind as far ahead. as like this next question is like, uh. Was the timing of the release of the NPSL North schedule like prohibitive to finding a field that worked? Like once we're locked into mandatory dates, I'm sure it eliminated it eliminated some options. 
Well, it, of course it did. But when we re- we reached out to, I mean, I can't speak for all the places we we, we reached out to. I mean, there was like seven of us trying to find a field so it wasn't just like sarah in like locked in a padded cell freaking out um or dan locked in a padded cell freaking out like it was all of us like constantly on our weekly management calls like meetings talking about like okay so progress on the field was always number one it's just like everyone would like uh just everyone getting their brains bashed in by fields but you know it, it was something like 30 plus field locations we we talked to and we uncovered every stone so when i say that i say it with all with all due respect to people on the internet if you come up to us and say well did you try this place just stop (laughs) please like yes we did um you know and i'm 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 saying it with with all respect right now but it's gonna get old after like we start playing up there yeah well hey did you try that yes we did we literally tried everything and of course you know everyone's gonna be like well there's a field right by my house did you talk to them yeah oh i know a guy who (laughs) who's a janitor at this high school he can just let you in yeah it doesn't work that way so um (laughs) so yeah i mean there was like the requirements we had and then there were the schedule was there so we, we were working with some things but i actually feel like if you have dates it's kind of easier for you to say like all right, I have these dates. They're somewhat flexible. What can you do? You learn a lot about that first conversation with, oh, well, we actually we actually have those dates open. And then you get further down the line, it's like, oh, we don't rent to outside people. You know what oh. I mean? So it's like, or you'd be like, hey, we we uh, we don't have some of those dates, um, but it's going to be like X amount of dollars for bathrooms. And you can't use the press box. And you can't be there more than 30 minutes for the game and you know it's just like weird things were piling up you know like the bathroom thing is just boggling my mind um but so yes it we had lots of hoops to jump through and and uh blades to run past i guess you could say <laughs> It was a deadly obstacle course to get this. It really was. It was like American Ninja Warrior, but instead of like you getting money and trying to finish, it's like you just get to keep your life. It's like Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark at the beginning. Sure, absolutely. Did that answer your question? Yeah, totally, man. So in in an email to members, like the club has hit this note somewhere between gracious to Osseo and um, conciliatory to the fact that it's not an ideal location has the club heard from people who who bought memberships expecting like an urban stadium who maybe might be a little fired up over a very different game day landscape than than they might have experienced last year uh i don't know honestly i okay. i wouldn't be the person to ask that to be completely transparent um yeah, probably i haven't heard it question yeah i haven't heard any rumblings of that um but i think like i mean I'll, I'm speak. I might be like just speaking for a, with a huge, large, large blanket statement here. But when you buy a season ticket to for Minneapolis City, you don't buy the location they're playing at. You buy the whole the whole package. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if if it means you can't get to a game because you don't have transportation to get out there, there's probably someone who you can slap you can slap a question on the internet. It'll literally pick you up and yeah, take you to the game. Tons of people would be would be willing to. That's a right. Point. So you're buying a ticket to the to be part of the part of the brotherhood as Ben Wexler would call it. Yeah. So you're not buying it because you want to, you, you're, you're because the games are at Augsburg. Yeah. You got to be interested help. in the whole package. Right. Right. Now you can't be half package. You gotta be whole package. <laughs> you gotta be full package. Full package. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so like, like I said, I don't know. I mean, maybe, 
Maybe, um, but... But, like, like I said, it's not as far away as some places that were getting really close to saying yes to us. Mm-hmm. So there was further away options. And as we as we kind of went from the blast radius out, um, it's it's literally not that far away. It's just not on a bus line. It's not, you know, you can't take your bike there yeah if, if you live like you can't ride your bike there anymore you yep. have to drive a car there well i um, mean it would take me i mean you could hours. yeah let me say uh, can't is don't a, tell me what i can't do john yeah, yeah sorry yeah sorry didn't, didn't mean to didn't mean to put words in your mouth there <laughs> but yeah i mean it's yes it's not the best situation for some folks but for others it's actually perfect if you look on the on twitter people are like awesome i live six blocks away yeah so well, that, that person who's six blocks away, why don't you throw a tailgate for the people who have to drive from far away and make some new friends? That would be yeah, right. Dan, so Dan in the email, I'm assuming Dan wrote it. It felt like he did. Makes the point that <laughs> sounded like a Dan email. A, yep, that like a club stadium <laughs> is the determinant of its success. I think that's a quote from the email, and that's a big part of kind of why I'm feeling a little mm-hmm. on the fence about this, or feeling a little like um, anxious about it. Is that the impact of being 30 minutes outside the city might might have um what what would that impact be on the growth of the fan base and of the attendance are you at all worried like i am that maybe the momentum takes a dip you know um i don't think so okay um we sold like a couple hundred season tickets before we even knew we were gonna play right so that's true and we're, we're we're deeply rooted in the in the community right now. We're having more community events before we before the season started than we did in the previous years, and we're giving tickets away. We're and we're, we're like we're sharing the the opportunity to be part of the experience before we even knew where the experience was going to be. And buzz is high for it, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, even today, it's like seeing a tweet that Abdallah wrote the other day. that was like if if you're not if you're not catching a Minneapolis City game or something this summer, like you don't know what's up. So it's like it's it's the the players are actually helping bring people to the fold more publicly than they were in the past. So it's like I'm not worried about the buzz. Some other people in the club might be. I'm not. I think that like we've already built it. People want to come. I mean, people drive to fucking Blaine to watch. Or they drove there to watch Minnesota United and the Thunder and the yeah. Stars play. And that drive sucks for a lot of people because it's not really that easy to get to. So. If you yeah, build you it, people. Point. If you build it, people will come, man. Some people need to come by mass transit, so we need to like the the supporters contingents that we have out out there. If you're listening, I'm sure you're already thinking about what to do. Um, but if you can figure something out, that would be awesome. And I'm sure you have people who are going to want to be part of it. And you, you can create the community even further um, by having a, a rolling citizen bus that's going up there i believe it was called the murder bus you know uh a bus would be how cool would that be like a shuttle like meet up if you're if if there is like a strong city-based supporter group like that lives in minneapolis or st paul and can't can't get up there for some reason that would be kind of an interesting thing for a certain supporters group to organize so again i want to be positive john like things that i really like omni brewing is right right around the corner from the stadium um, which is yep. a pretty pretty decent brewery. Um, 
not as great as Summit, our, our sponsor, but decent enough to be within walking distance, and I like it. The field looks great, right? It seems like a pretty great facility. It's and a new, I really, new surface. Yeah. I really can't wait to get back in the booth, which you say is beautiful. Um, I want to blast some tunes and scream about goals, some of which might have been might be called back for offsides, and that's embarrassing to me, but that's okay. Um, you know, I want to do that. I'll admit that my take is really city-centric. Like you said, I live like a short bike ride from the Nelly. Um, so, of course, I'm worried that there are a lot of fans like me who, who might be less enthused about a trip to the northern suburbs. But maybe, it, like it seems like, we might have a larger contingent of supporters from, from the suburbs, from out there. Uh, mm-hmm. there. There have been a lot of fans on Twitter that we've seen sharing anecdotes about how how this is going to be so easy for me. My cousins live right around the corner, or my nephews. I can't wait to bring them. Um, you know, my my parents mm-hmm. are from around there. I can't wait to see them at games, things like that. So lots of people are finding the silver lining in this, and and I think that that it's a good it's a good part of it. It is. It's really good. I hope that that balances out um, the unease that that uh, that some of us are feeling. That I know I am. I know eventually I'll come to accept it. I'm really close. You don't to, really have a choice. I'm I'm really close. Well, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, you have I know, a choice, I, Nate. I know you're saying, but like, any, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there, no problem. But like, it's like, ugh, I'm just like bummed, right? I gotta get, I gotta get past that personally. Um, it's if, only if people like, love, if it's people only that, like, like six six games. Like like you mentioned, if people that love soccer like drove to Blaine year after year, ho- they're, hopefully they're gonna be able to make it to Blaine 2.0, and uh, and it's not even that far. It's not. It's all. It's right up one sixty nine. Um, it's it's against the grain during traffic. Like it's literally going to be just fine for folks. Um, I mean, I'm also one too. Like, I actually drove further to get from my job to to the Nelly last year. Yeah, all the way from I made Prairie it, for Bloomington. Yeah, I, I made it work. I didn't, I mean, I have to be there, but I didn't complain about it. Yep. Um, but. I mean, it's okay. It's okay to have complaints. It's okay to be like, well, now I'm not going to city games. Well, people who said that, like, hit just hit the Twitter sphere hard, and you will get someone who will help you out. Yeah, I think um, make a friend, know, make a new friend. I think that's a that's an angle I hadn't really thought of or hadn't hadn't um, hadn't crossed my mind. That you know what, if people really are worried about getting up there, or if people really are upset about it, like there are plenty of ways to make it an exciting, fun experience. That and we've got a really involved supporters group that can help to do it, and plenty in like a really great community, uh, whether it's on Twitter or whether it's at the games that can that that are that makes it a little more of an encouraging uh, uh, endeavor. I do have a, a very funny anecdote about this whole yeah. chatter about. The so stadium. you were telling me like uh, a, you well, went through kind of a night. I have a couple things actually. So uh, you you tell me which one you want me to talk about one that we you and I did talk about or yeah. one that we didn't talk about I just want to make sure we cover both yeah so you went through kind of a nightmare scenario uh, earlier about how third you you know it's thirty some fields you're on the phone with uh, you were real close to a couple of them but there was you, you did mention that it got real weird with a few of them it did so uh, it's like naming naming the girl that that wouldn't that wouldn't say yes to you at the dance. When you wanted to go to the dance, I'm not going to name any names here. But what happened was there was an alumnus whose father was also an alumnus of a school we were looking at, and I was working through someone that I work with personally in my day job, who also was an alumnus who was a member of the sports booster club, had kids that played soccer at the school, like 
was all in like, oh my God, we can sell concessions. The money can go back into the soccer program. This is great. I will talk to the president of this school. Went to the president of the school. The president of the school said, yeah, this would be great. Exposure. Like maybe, you know, even though they have a, another home and come back, they, maybe they maybe they could stay here if it's a great experience. Like the president gets super excited. So I'm thinking like, hey guys, I'm on my, I'm on our management meeting call. And I was like, guys, guess what? I think we got something here. Everyone's like, yay. And then the door just shut right in the face. So apparently there was another alumnus who has a connection to um, a uh, an adult recreational sports uh, set of leagues or organization that I won't name. Mm-hmm. And, th- and they actually had a, a parent that wasn't even bigger swinging wallet than the <laughs> one that I was with. So we got trumped by a, a bigger check. And then it was like, well, screw that guy. I'm going to write a bigger check. And I then finally I had to say, like, look, ba- I'm backing out of this. Like, I'm not getting involved in, like, it's you like, spending money for something that might not happen. Like, I don't want, I don't want that on my conscience. Like, right. I'll, I'll fight the good fight on another location. So so that was what I got involved in. And it was like – and then the other day, I um, the, the individual I work with was like, Hey, so do you still want to play there? And I was like, "Well, is it open?" She's like, "No, but I saw that guy at a fish fry, and I and he really pissed me off, and I'm ready to go after him again." <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to like a piano bar, you know, like Howl at the Moon or something like that, and you're watching like drunk idiots from Ohio State throw down money so that they play their theme song their and then fight some song. drunk their fight song, and then some drunk idiot from Michigan throws down their money, and you're just like, "What are you doing? You're you're burning yeah. your money. You're lighting it on fire." I imagine that that's what it would look like. It was yeah, but it was from a like, far. No, I'm gonna play like, soccer here. No, I'm gonna play soccer here. But it's like multiple thousands of dollars. Well, then it was like people that you know on our side of the fence, like in, in at the intergalactic headquarters, were like, "Well, I know so and so who's like connected with the person who is renting, and maybe we can we can level with them." And I was like, "I think we just back back the heck out of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's got to be somewhere else." <laughs> Um, so that was one thing. So, and then the other thing is like kind of stadium related. So if you have any other questions, stadium related. No, that was, we, that's we good. Here. I want to, I want to hear your story. So I get, so people who don't know, I say it all the time. I'm a Milwaukee guy. So I'm, uh, hate me if you will. Um, or love me if you will for being from Wisconsin. Um, but I do make and spend my money in Minnesota. So whatever that's worth. So one of my buddies from Milwaukee texts me, and you know he's not associated with any clubs, soccer clubs, but he follows Minneapolis City because I'm connected to it. And he's like, "Dude, I thought you guys couldn't top yourself." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" So I so I call him, and he says, "So a week ago, I'm on the internet, and like people are dying in America, and you guys have hashtag murder sleeves on the internet." <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, that did happen, didn't it? And he's like, and and the thing is, is like people weren't like pointing at you outside of like one guy who just didn't get that murder was a crows and all that connection. And then he realized it and he's like, yeah, it's funny, but maybe don't say it. So that was like one isolated person. But everyone was like, murder sleeves, yes, those are sick soccer jerseys. Murder sleeve is like practically trending, right? <laughs> and people are like literally dying in America. So bad. Like, And then he's like, so that was a week or two weeks ago. So then I'm rarely ever on Twitter. I really only check it like once every couple of weeks. And then I'm on it. And now you announce your stadium. And then the hashtag that pops up is murder bus. 
<laughs> so he's like, not only did you come up with sleeves to commit murder, but also a place where those sleeves can commit murder on the bus. <laughs> In the bus. Or the vehicle at which it takes you to, to commit murder. And I was like, oh my God. And he's like, but the best part about you guys is that everyone loves the joke. <laughs> well, yeah. Your buddy's you not, know, your buddy might be a little too sensitive. Well, no, he's not sensitive. He's actually a complete dirtbag. But the the funny thing is, is that he's just like, I just thought you couldn't top yourselves. Game you recognized game. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Um so yeah, he was just it was just funny because then the stadium thing came and then the murder bus topic came and I was like, you know, that is really funny. Um, not laughing at the fact that people die. But when you when 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 you're part of this ecosystem and you get it, it's really funny. It really is. So um so yeah, he I thought I'd mention that to you. I thought you'd like that. I, I, that's a that's a great story. I do I do <laughs> love the murder sleeves hashtag, and I didn't know there was a murder bus one, but now I'm gonna try to use it as much as possible. Well, and then he finishes the conversation with, "Hey, so I bought tickets to the Milwaukee Torrent," and I was like, "Ah," I said, "Really? <laughs> the you, way the you, torrent?" I was like, "You did what?" And he's like, "Yeah, I was at a bar, and they were like, it was like they were offering like a discount. I was drunk, and I said, like, dude, why would you do that?" He's like, "I don't know." I just I like watching soccer, and I was like, I'm gonna buy you season tickets to the Bavarians. And you can watch some UPSL action, and just like go go over there instead. Oh, they played <laughs> on his drunkenness. Yeah, they did. They got oh, him. Man. They got the they sunk sunk their grimy teeth into him. Well, uh, but anyway, so that's it. That's what I got for uh, stadium. That's great, man. I think you know a lot of anxiety over over the stadium choice. I think the team recognizes that that's that was a possibility and i think the fans are dealing with it and getting over it hopefully i definitely applaud the team uh, for making the decision as quickly as possible i think it's going to be a great location and like you said there are tons of opportunities uh for fans to connect and get up there connect and create something interesting um up in osseo so uh, this this discussion makes me feel better and i hope it makes some of those uh some of those trepidatious fans feel better well, I'm glad. I'm hope. I hope I helped. I hope it didn't hurt. I mean, you know, I, I said some things that maybe people didn't like, but um, we are welcoming of everyone. And we and if, if you have a problem getting to games and you're like anywhere close to my area of of town at that given moment, I will pick you up and take you. You might have to get there early though, um, because oh, and then we might put you to work to help <laughs> us set up the game. But I will I, I'll pick you up if I if I can. Um, you know, I can fit probably like with two car seats. I can fit like. One and a half people, maybe. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I mean, why don't we do a rideshare program? Find a, find a friend, drive up to Osseo, swap. That's a great brainstorm. He drives one day, yep. she drives the other day, whatever. Let's get brainstorming, people. Let's get brainstorming, citizens. Yes. So, that is all we have for this week's show. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor and to our new field. Um, first off, thank you, Osseo, for having us. But thank you to our sponsor, Summit Brewing Company. Um, the ever-so-popular Maybach is out, and if you want a smooth taste with a little beef in the ABV standpoint, uh, this is the answer. It is in stores and on tap right now. Go get some, fam. Memberships for 2018 are so much damn bang for your buck. Do you have yours yet? You should. You can get up to Osseo for like 25 games or whatever we're playing there. Uh, if not, go get it. Go get one. Sign up. 60 bucks gets you a cool season pass and all upcoming city matches this summer for the MPSL and the U23 team. April 21st. 
that game as well against the Bug Eaters. And if anyone listened to that podcast, that guy is an interesting fella, and we are going to definitely hang out with that guy that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Uh, and a fancy new membership scarf. And, of course, a vote to help make what we've created your own. Do you like helping people? Well, we do. But helping people costs some money, folks. We need your support. If you're looking to align yourself with a fine group that loves to give back, you are in luck. Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that does good on and off the pitch by providing those less fortunate with a safe, reliable place to play the beautiful game. And as always, it is still tax season, so start thinking about those deductions for this year and maybe next year. So don't don't count yourself off for next year. Uh, but consider to give the club that likes to give back. If you want to get a hold of us, we've made it easy. You can send us a note on Twitter at the People's Pitch or through email at mcsepodcast at gmail.com. It's been a few weeks since Bryn said something, so maybe we'll uh, we'll hear from him next week. Um, all questions, comments, and concerns are welcome. And finally, as always, you can complain to the club or praise the club for all the great work they did trying to find a field in a very difficult landscape at MPLS City SC on Twitter. That is all for this week. Once again, we leave you with our house MC, the Sweden bound. Uh, he's actually, there he's now, Sweden. man. Yeah, he's, following yeah. His, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, looks like he's eating a lot of good he's, food. Yeah, I mean, probably they're trying to fatten him up. And he's playing in the snow. Yeah, well, let's test one. Fatten up the American. Yep. See if, see if he, he, yep. See if he's got willpower. Anyways, stay strong, Miles. Our house MC, Miles Stockton Willis, a.k.a. me lays with a track called No Heart. I am John. That is Nate. And you are the people. NPSL soccer is on the horizon. So until next time, keep whipping yourselves up into a soccer frenzy, and you got time. Mason says, fuck the old bitch. Uh, two fifteens, one big enclosure. How I get my closure, become a composer. I don't need exposure, but I need a mower. Always off the ogre, Shrek with extra odor. About the bullshit, I'm a bulldozer. Saying straight face, no I ain't playing poker. Me, myself, and I, I was born a loner, never had a heart, I'm no ordinary organ donor. Money magnet, man, I'm about to bag these maggots, mainly from the brainy magic, causing racket with no ratchet. I don't talk much, all about the action, fuck my parents' house, trapping, trying to make the Hamptons happen, uh, get an A on the report like Voldemort, deporting bodies, you were hot, now you're not, cool, guess you were wasabi, blasting off, like a rocket hourly, like it's a hobby, win the league like taco, all you hear is bravo, call me Johnny, I'm a bachelor. Never been to Tommy Johnny Flow far from your average Joe So my bitch is bad as Bonnie Took a tab and dent my mind Retinals colorized Seeing crystal clear Crystallized fears Near my spine's rear Staying clear of what's not myself Mesmerizing mirrors Humbling niggas mumbling They need to hit a deer Their position's clear Mine resides in all Poseidon's peers My career's guided Driven by some gilded gears Cheers Two fifteens, one big enclosure how I get my closure, become a composer. I don't need exposure, but I need a mower. Always off the ogre, Shrek with extra odor. About the bullshit, I'm a bulldozer. Saying straight face, no I ain't playing poker. Me, myself, and I, I was born a loner. Never had a heart, I'm no ordinary organ donor. Rocking the golden fleece, so don't try me. Asking God why me, three times wearing white. Three minutes, three dots, he's replying. He said these rappers need to start dying. Boy, I gave you the gift to bust off. That for young.
young boss, tough soft toss. So knock that rust off. Remember hard bars by far on the bus stop. Now hider all our stealer. You can't make this bus stop. Depressed in my hut. I admit in a rut. Still living good on the edge like brownie crust. Trying to make a claim to fame. When you make that claim, it's us. I'm a game changer, run a game breaker, give it up. Are you impressed or so? At peace, never stressed at home. Motto is progressor go. Heart cold as an Eskimo. Damn these niggas desperate. I'm a hero like Despero. Bully proof and fully grown. Gooned up eating escargot. Writing like I'm Edgar Poe. Got the process of a pro. Show you how to flex a flow. Records ready, set in stone. Think confetti should be thrown. Riding through black rims. Big blunt like a blimp. Balling hard, get a glimpse. Well-mannered, natured pimp. So I touch her fish coy. Tell that bitch quick. Throw her D's on this rich boy. Make her turn around cause she know that I got the voice. Don't want to hear you speak. Less 10 G's on the invoice. Two 15's, one big enclosure. How I get my closure. Become a composer. I don't need exposure. But I need a mower. Always off the ogre. Shrek with extra odor. About the bullshit. I'm a bulldozer. Saying straight face. No, I ain't playing poker. Me, myself, and I. I was born a loner. Never had a heart. I'm no ordinary organ donor.